My Practical Psychologist with Dr. Brian Chandler. Welcome. We have another episode talking more about some cognitive component. Um, I'm going to start by telling you a story. Years ago, I worked uh, in this, uh, I, I did a lot of work in this psychiatric hospital that treated children and adolescents. They were there because they were uh, depressed, usually sometimes suicidal and and struggling, and they would be there for oh, 10 days to two weeks. And I ran therapy groups. I evaluated a lot of these, these kids, and I was running a therapy group. And this one young lady came into my group late because she was visiting with the psychiatrist who had just written a discharge order for her to go home later that day. And she came in to my group, and she announced to the group, I am so stressed about going back to school tomorrow. As soon as she said that, I took a few seconds and I envisioned her school in my mind. I envisioned boxes piled high in her classroom, all around her classroom. Boxes in the hallways of the school. Boxes in the offices of the school. And on every box was the same label. S-T-R- E-S-S, stress. So I turned to her and I said, hey, I just had a, a vision of your school. And I explained it to her just as I have explained to you. And I asked her if that was accurate. She looked at me dumbfounded and, and said, well, no. And I said, really? Hmm. Well, tell me then, where's the stress? She continued to be perplexed by my questioning. But another young lady in my group shouted out while pointing to her own forehead, it's in her head. And I said, exactly, it's in her head. And then I taught them an important principle that I'm going to teach you all right now. Stress is not a tangible entity that exists in anywhere in the world. It does not exist in a school. It does not exist in a workplace, a home, a neighborhood, anywhere except in your head, depending on how you choose to think. So last time I talked about uh, uh, flunking a test, so kind of an academic example. People get stressed about tests. Why are they getting stressed? Well, they're usually getting stressed, or I say I should say overly stressed, because they're thinking they're going to fail. They're thinking they're not smart enough. I'm going to fail. I can't do this. And these irrational thoughts drive them to be stressed, and then they don't function as well as they could. Now, you know, I say stress. We should have a certain level of, I, I, I call it responsible thinking. And so instead of, oh, oh I, I can't, I can't pass this test. I'm, I'm going to flunk with these irrational thoughts. It's, okay, I need to spend some time tonight studying instead of playing video games because if I don't, I'm not going to do well and I risk failing the test. So again, I call that responsible thinking. We don't be stressed, but it's responsible thinking that I can, I can spend some time preparing for the test and I will I will be better served and I will be able to do well enough to pass. And so I say, get rid of your stress boxes. So important. Get rid of your stress boxes. 
back to the thinking or how we think dictates uh, our moods. And uh, I talked about perspective and attitude last time. Um, let, me, let me just touch on an example I'd like to use to, to illustrate how we see things. And everyone sees things so differently. When I speak to, to groups and I have a, uh, a board I can use, I can turn to, I often write on the board P-O-O-L. And I simply ask those in attendance what they see. Well, if you're from the United States and you speak English, or if you're from outside the United States but you speak English, you usually would say pool. And I say, okay, good. Um, anything else? And people hesitate and they wonder, well, what else is there? But I, I press <clears throat> a little bit and ask them to be a little more creative. And then I always get persons that will say loop. I say, okay, good, because I didn't tell you you need to, to apply their rules of grammar or the English language. Yeah, I can see loop. Okay, let's let's move it around a little bit. Let's switch it up a little bit. Okay, what else do you see? And again, people kind of hesitate, but then a little while they often will say, oh, I saw, uh, uh, circles. Yeah, okay, circles. And I keep pressing them, and sometimes I'll get zeros. Okay, yeah, good. Um, and then I, 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 I step in and I say, okay, what if, uh, if any musicians here? If there's a musician here, they might see a couple of whole notes, maybe a quarter note. Um, if someone was uh, into opera, they may see opera glasses. Um, if someone, if it's a little child, they may just see balls or a balloon. Um, and so there's there's so many different things. Again, depending on where we come from and our, the the files we have in our in our mind, we see things differently. And so it's not really pool; it's really just certain scribbles on a board. But because we're we speak English, we immediately say pool. But even with pool, I always ask people, when you said pool, what kind of pool were you thinking? Again, some would say a swimming pool because maybe they're swimmers. And then once in a while I get someone say, oh, a a billiard table because they like to play pool or billiards. And so I, I always say this, what we see every day out in the world has, I think, much more to do with what's in our mind than what's out in the world. Again, last week I talked about it's a great school, it's a, a, a horrible school. Well, again, it's the same school. And what we see, what those two students saw, was really much more dependent on what was inside their head <clears throat> than what was out there in the school. Um, <clears throat> there's a great fable about um, uh, this town, and when anyone was coming to the town and contemplating moving there, uh, they would ask the people, and and the people always refer to them, these the, the the potential uh, these potential move-in people to the village wise man, and so they would go to the village wise man, and they would say, ask him, "Hey, I might move here, and I'm wondering if this is a good place to live, if I'm going to like it." In response to their question, the village wise man would always ask. Tell me about the last town you lived in. And if these people said, oh, I hated that place. That's why we're moving. People are so mean. I'm just so glad to be getting out of there. In response to that, 
statement, the village wise men would say, I don't think you're going to like it here. Now, <clears throat> when the village wise men asked them about their previous town and if they responded, oh, I love that place. I'm so sad to be leaving. They were, the people were so wonderful. The village wise men would, would say, I think you're going to like it here. Do you see what's happening there? Yeah, the village wise men realize that we create our own world. A town is a town is a town. A school is a school and a neighborhood. And we pretty much create the world in which we live. Again, what we see out in the world has so much to do with what's in our mind, maybe even more so than really what's out there in the world. <clears throat> I used to read my children the, the Berenstain Bears books. And it would teach lots of lessons. Um, there was one lesson I remember, or one one book. It was called Berenstain Bears Learn About Strangers. And again, if you know the Berenstain Bears, there's Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Brother Bear, and Sister Bear. So Mama Bear and Papa Bear are teaching Brother and Sister Bear about strangers. And Brother Bear is just taking it in stride. And he's not too concerned. And he just wants to go and play with his buddies. Sister Bear, on the other hand, is just really scared. She is just concerned that strangers are all around her and they're going to harm her. And so as you start to go through the book, in the, in the middle of the book, as you open it up, uh, it's split into two, the top half and the bottom half. And it simply says at the top, this is what the village green looked like to Brother Bear. And all the, the raccoons and the squirrels and the bunnies are, are smiling and playing and the sun is shining it just looks like a very inviting uh, little park. Um, the bottom half of the page says, this is what the village green looked like to Sister Bear. And the bunnies and the raccoons all looked very mean and menacing, and it was dark and cloudy. And uh, again, the idea was it was the same village green, but based on what was in Brother Bear's and Sister Bear's head, they saw it very, very differently. Going along the same line, I learned an important principle uh, related to this uh, that I, I say, if it doesn't exist in our mind, it doesn't exist in our world. And I learned this uh, many years ago when I was a missionary in Taiwan, and I had to learn Mandarin Chinese. Now, if you, if you know a little bit about Mandarin Chinese, they have characters. They do not use our, our, our letters and words. They have characters. But if you're learning Mandarin Chinese as an English speaker, um, we use our letters to write out their sounds. And so as I was uh, first there in Taiwan, I would have a 3 by 5 card, and I would write words on the card. And 10 or 12 words. And I'd study them, study them, and then go out and try to use them that day. Next day, I'd use, uh, write another 10 or, or 12 words and study, study, and try to use them that day. So I did this for about, about a week or so before I recognized that, wow, it's it was just uncanny. Such a coincidence. It almost seemed without fail. The very day that I wrote certain words and studied them, I would hear them out in public. And so I thought, this is amazing. Well, another week or so passed, and I had a, an epiphany. <laughs> I realized what was happening. Do you know what was happening? Can you guess? 
were the words that I studied on a certain day not there the day before, or were they? Yes, they were there the day before. But the day before I studied them, they were just noise. And it went right over my head until I had a place for it, until I had a place in my head, kind of like a net. Until that was that was there, it's just noise. Once I had that net, once I had that word in my mind, I heard it, it stuck. Oh, okay, fun. That means to eat. Okay, yeah, that's the word I was studying. What do you know? Yeah, and so if it doesn't exist in your mind, it doesn't exist in your world. It's kind of like the, the, the idea that, oh, uh, for example, my wife doesn't know cars very well. They're just blue and, and red. Um, if, if our neighbor, however, bought a new, oh, Honda Accord, and uh, she, she went out and looked at it, and our neighbor invited her to sit in it and go for a ride, and, hmm, okay, a Honda Accord, okay, yeah, I don't know that I've seen these cars before, but nice car, okay. The next day, as she's out about town, you know what she's going to see? She's going to see Honda Accords everywhere. <laughs> They're not just red and blue anymore. They're Honda Accords because she has a, a place in her mind for this kind of a file, if you will, as I've talked about. And now she sees them because she has a place for them in her mind and it, it makes sense. So <clears throat> what we see... Every day has so much to do with what's in our in our mind, and maybe less to do with what's out in the world. Um, let's let's uh, turn to another uh, thinking phenomenon that I think is so fundamental that uh, we often see called self fulfilling prophecy. Um, again, we could we could uh, use the flunking a test example and. Uh, that came uh, came out, or that was manifest in that example, with the person that says, "I can't pass this class. I'm not going to do well." Well, again, as they predict the future, and as you predict the future, whatever it might be, um, as if it's written in the stars, um, you likely are going to then behave in a manner to make your prophecy come true. And so if you say, I can't pass this class, I'm going to flunk this test. Again, my example that I used last time, the person avoided studying, didn't get the extra help that they needed, and consequently they did not learn the material and they flunked uh, the next test. And so... Be aware of the, our tendency to uh, do this self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, I like to I like to say or ask the question: How many or what percentage of people um, are accepted into Harvard University who don't apply? Trick question, right? Zero. If you don't apply, you don't get admitted. What percentage of people get that killer job who never apply for it? Once again, zero. And so uh, how many manuscripts are accepted by publishers that are never submitted? None. None. I always like to use the example of J.K. Rowling. Harry Potter, right? 
you know, she submitted her manuscript to several publishers who rejected it. How about that? J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series, and they were rejected. And so don't sell yourself short. Don't not apply for a job. Don't not apply for admittance to a program because you think you're not going to be accepted because you for sure won't be accepted if you don't apply. And so take the chance. Don't doubt yourself. Move forward. Get up and, and do, and you'll you'll find out you can be successful um, as you fight this tendency to uh, apply self-fulfilling prophecies. Um, I should say that, um, you know, the world, we're all f- it's full of people that have had doubts. In fact, I would dare say 100% of the people on the face of the earth have had doubts. We've doubted ourselves in all different uh, settings and uh, circumstances. Uh, don't feel like that's that's your uh, defective or you you you're different from everybody else. We're all we're all very similar in that regard. And so um, fight the tendency to to uh, want to uh, put yourself down and, and, and anticipate failure because I say this I one of my blog blog posts in my uh, on my website mypracticalpsychologist.com I talk about failure um, and I say the only failure is not trying and so failure is just learning um, We've all failed. We, or again, I don't even like to use that that word. We've all not been successful, and um, as we've learned a musical instrument, hit wrong notes. How many thousands of wrong notes did you hit? But you keep trying and learning, and you get better. And you, as you get better, you hit fewer wrong notes. Um, learning a language. When I was learning Mandarin Chinese, you know how many times I. I I misspoke how many times I used the wrong word, used the wrong tone. Uh, thousands, literally thousands, over the courses of, course of a couple of years of of my time as a missionary. And so, uh, there's no failure. The only failure would have been for me to stop speaking Chinese, being so fearful that I was going to make a mistake that I stopped even saying any words. Um, Every day that I went back out in public and tried using words and studied them, I got better, and I made fewer mistakes. I made fewer mistakes. I still made mistakes even after two years. Even after I considered myself quite fluent, I still made mistakes. And guess what? (laughs) Even some of the Chinese people made mistakes, just like we make mistakes with our English language. And so don't, uh, uh, don't, Talk about failure. I don't even want to hear you use that word. The only failure is not trying. So get up every day and, and try. And don't be afraid to fall down as long as you get back up. After you fall down, you'll be successful. And so <clears throat> that concludes my podcast for today. Um, again, still talking about the cognitive component. Uh, that uh, I'll probably touch on in the future again because there's so much here that we can talk about that's important. Um, get really good at clearing out those irrational thoughts from those cognitive files. Um, recognize what's in your, your mind. Recognize that that's coloring how you see the world. And uh, 
start to change some of the ways you see the world. And as you change how you see it, I bet your behavior is going to change and you're going to start to create a different world and it'll be a much better world for you. And so that's all for My Practical Psychology with Brian Chandler. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.